Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say. I love answering the questions that you guys send in, and um, and uh, and there's a number of them. I, I just kind of go through because we literally get hundreds of of questions, and and so what I try to do is pick out a few that I think might pertain to a number of people. You know, somebody asked this. A lady named Jane said, "What if your child, a son that's 15 years old, resists going to a counselor, or really?" you know, isn't willing to talk to anyone, pastor, youth group counselor, et cetera, or you can't really find a youth group counselor that that seems engaged, willing, or skilled enough to mentor your child. As a mom, am I supposed to stop all talking to the point that I do all of his chores because he currently refuses to do them unless I remind him several times? Don't call him to dinner, et cetera. Here's the thing. You know, I've made comments um, about this, and and, um, I think it's important to kind of understand and kind of set the platform for this to happen. The tendency that a lot of moms have is to do all the talking for their sons. And so what happens when they do that, when they're always telling them to do things, always asking them, always sharing more information. Always, The son begins to just say, you know what? I'm not going to talk to my mom anymore. I, I'm not even going to listen to her anymore because all she's doing is spouting off um, information. She's telling me to do things and I don't want to do them. I mean, which is kind of typical of a 14, 15-year-old boy uh, because they get somewhat lazy. But I think what happens is is that the transition isn't being made into teaching your kids about stuff and now training your your child. You know, sometimes kids don't respond because they don't like being treated like a, a little kid. They want to be treated like an adult. And the number of times that I've said to kids, look, 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 I'm going to treat you like you're 16 years old. I'm not going to treat you like you're 12. I'm going to treat you like you're 16, and I expect to get a response of a 16-year-old. And so so there's something about engaging differently, you know, and and helping our kids talk. And and mom, if you're sitting there listening saying, well, what you're saying is I'm the one that's caused my child to shut down. I go, no, no, no. The culture has caused your child to shut down. What we've got to do as a mom and a dad is, is to start giving the opportunities for our kids to talk more and more and more. So so let's do this. Let's quit talking for our kids. You know, and and, and the, the thing is we ask them questions and we give them answers or we ask them something so we provide a platform for us to share our opinion. And you have to remember that a fool delights, the scripture says, a fool delights in airing his opinion. And even a, a fool appears wise when he keeps his mouth shut. There is something about that that forces a young man that's 14 or 15 to start talking. Or perhaps this, instead of telling them things, maybe we need to start asking them things. The tendency is that 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 we want to speak for them because it's worked in the past and, and we give them the words to say and they never learn how to express themselves. And so what I want to do is, is not only quit talking for our kids, but get them to start thinking 
and expressing themselves. And so to answer this question, um, so what do we do? If I, if I quit talking, then, then my son will do nothing. Then there's got to be a consequence to him doing nothing. Mom, quit saying it over and over and over. Moms have a tendency to say, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you, then I'm going to tell you, then I'm going to tell you what I told you. Just say it one time, and that's it. And if they don't do it, then take something away from them so that they learn, hey, I've got to get on this thing real quick, and I've got to listen to mom, because if I don't, there's going to be a consequence, and I'm not going to like the consequence. Are you following me? And so that that means this, that, hey, we're going to eat dinner at, at 6.30, and if he's not there, go ahead and eat dinner. I mean, eliminate him, let him feel like he only gets cold food. You, you're trying to accommodate too much to them where they don't have to think. If a child doesn't do chores around the house, tie something to the chores. If you don't do chores, then we're not going to give you a cell phone. We're not going to pay for a cell phone. If you got a 15-, 16-year-old kid, I'm not going to pay for gas for your car. Matter of fact, if you can't do these chores around the house, I'm not going to pay for your insurance. Matter of fact, you're not going to be able to drive the car. If they do nothing, then don't let them uh, have the benefit of just being lazy. You know, there's another scripture that says, if he won't work, then neither let him eat. And and while I believe in feeding kids, the concept there is that that everybody's got to pitch in in some way. And if they don't, then you eliminate things. Now, if your child is just at the point where they're depressed and there's something keeping them from engaging, I get that. I understand that. Then you've got to look beyond and say, okay, let's, let's try to figure out what's motivating a child shutting down, becoming overly anxious, can't get out of bed, won't do anything, you know, those kind of things. That's where you've got to dig a little bit deeper. But here's the thing that I would encourage you in. The tendency is that most of us as moms and dads want to look at our kids and say, I need you to understand what I'm saying. Or we're trying to give them understanding of, of the logic that we have b- behind what we're thinking. And I would encourage you to do this. Allow your child to express and give their understanding. I mean, they've been trying to understand us for a long time. Now it's our turn to start understanding them. You know, because I've always looked for these things when a child starts to shut down or ignores people in relationships. There may be something else going on you don't know about. Maybe something happened. Maybe somebody made a comment. Maybe somebody did something to your child. Maybe your child isn't being treated well. Maybe there's some kind of trauma they're going through. Maybe there really is something wrong. And so always go there first. You know, is there something wrong? And if if you follow Scripture that says, before you look at the speck in somebody else's eye, look at the log in your own eye. Are you doing something, Mom? Are you doing something, Dad, that is shutting down your child? Start there and then figure that out. And once you realize that what's shutting them down, and I would even ask them, once you realize that, then say, you know what? I'm going to change that now provide some consequences for not doing what you're asking and stick to those. Don't rescue a, uh, you know, an angry man when they get mad at you. You're just going to have to rescue him again. That's what Proverbs 19.19 says. You know, and, and if you're looking for someone to sit down and meet with your child, those are hard to find because most people don't understand kids. They don't understand the culture they're in, nor the pressure that they're under. 
And most of those youth workers and volunteers and some young life leaders and all those things haven't had the experience in life yet of kids of their own to know how you feel when you're trying to engage with your child. They don't know because they don't have kids themselves. So keep looking for that counselor. Keep asking to see if there is somebody out there that can mentor your child. They can give input to your child to help them understand what you're trying to accomplish. That is a long answer to a short question, but uh, Jane, I sure hope it, it answers something here. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. Before we go, over the years, Mark Gregston's one-liners and devotional insights have been a source of encouragement, amusement, and inspiration for people all over the world. Now, the very best of these quotations have been collected into not one, not two, but three beautifully designed coffee table books that can be given as gifts, placed in a doctor's office, or placed in your own living room. Whether you're looking for wit, wisdom, encouragement, or even a challenge to dig deeper into the vital role of parents, all three volumes of Stepping Stones will deliver. Each beautifully bound hardback of Stepping Stones is $7.99, or you can get all three for $19.99. Visit ParentingTeenResources.org to get all three volumes of Stepping Stones today. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us back here on Monday for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.